Thank you. I'm so excited. I love a podcast. How have you been doing recently in life and in improv? I've been doing good. I feel like I am so busy all the time and improv is like such a great outlet. It's also one of the things that I'm busy with, but I'm Mm -hmm. like, but it's like such a fun, easy thing. So I'm always happy to have it stacked up and I'm kind of like, don't have a lot of shows lined up right now. Mm -hmm. So I texted someone today and I was like, do you guys have any openings at your space? Like I want to get more shows on the book. So I'm like always always busy I love to have stuff on the books even Literally. if you're not doing it right now just to look for it yes it and prepare for it I'm a big planner yeah and if I look at my calendar and I have like all the little dots of like things to do I'm like this is beautiful so excited yeah I have a million calendars like digital or like physical that I love to just rewrite like all the things I'm also a workaholic so are you yes what drives you to work that much do you just love what you do I'm a Capricorn, so it's kind of in my nature by blood. Um, it's written in the stars. Um, I I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I love doing things. I feel like there's always things to accomplish. And so I just get excited about a lot of things. And I work as a server, and then I'm, like, trying to make it. Well, I am. I'm trying to not say that anymore. But I'm also an actor, so it's, like, filling my life with creative things. I'm, like, the more the merrier. Yeah. To distract from the fact that I still have to go to my surfing job, you know? <laughs> I felt that. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, so what's your goal for your career? Because I know you're an improviser, but you're an actor. Yeah. Like, what would you ideally love to do? I think, like, the dream... So I recently launched my own production company. Shut up. Yes. I don't Congrats. know if you know... I, we, like, kind of launched the Instagram, but um, we don't have a lot of projects out right now. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of, like, trailers and whatnot. So my production company is Get Your Cat On Productions... And that's yes. with my creative partner and bestie, Abby Kinchlow. And I think when I first moved to Atlanta, I was like, got to get an agent, got to book a show, got to be like this big actor. But then coming here and like finding the improv community and like finding just like the indie filmmaking community, my dreams slash goals have really changed into just, I want to like have my own production company, make my own stuff and like get big that way like I want to work hard and like find a network that wants to pick up like something I'm doing I've produced so if that you know like it just feels better going the indie route rather and I still I'm still working on getting an agent but like the priority has shifted like into just kind of creating my own stuff because at first it was like film at the top and then like oh, but I also do comedy and improv and stuff like that, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. But now, like, people, like, my favorite comedians are, like, John Early, Kate Berlant, Brian Jordan Alvarez. They're all great, and they all have, like, done their own path. So, like, mm-hmm. John Early is on Search Party, which is, like, the funniest show ever. I've never heard of that. It's hilarious. It's on HBO Max, newly tagged as Max. Now. They, like, <laughs> they revamped again. They did. Um, but so he has that show that's like hilarious, but he's also like touring as like a comedian. And so it's like, he's like doing his own career versus like just a different route, like a Jennifer Lawrence route where you're like just movie to movie, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm like trying to do like the indie scene to success. Yeah. You know? I love that mindset because you know this, but being an actor, you can't wait for anything because it's so oversaturated. So many people want the same jobs. And so it's like, you have to create your own stuff or you're not going to get anything done and you're not going to have any practice because that's another thing that I love about filming my own stuff is just like, 
it's good practice. You learn, and it's just, like, good for form and, like, right. getting better. And it yeah. feels so obvious, but it's, mm-hmm. like, I I'm, I think a mil- like, professors in college would be, like, create your own stuff, and you're, like, no, I'm going to get an agent. I'm going to get all these big jobs, whatever, whatever. But it's, mm-hmm. like, when you realize, when you finally come to the realization, it's, like, oh, my God, yes, let me just do my own stuff. Everything else feels so silly. Yeah. Like, it's, like, I can't believe I was wasting time waiting around. Right. When it's, like, there's this whole community of people in Atlanta. That's what I love about Atlanta. Like, New York and L.A., like, maybe I'll be there someday. Absolutely. But, like, it's so obtainable here. Like, everybody just wants to be a community and create. And so it's, like, I can't believe how much stuff I pumped out that feels of quality that I'm, like, uh, I was auditioning for a Kroger commercial that was, like, one line and bleak. But yeah. here I have this whole, like, short film that I just wrote myself in and you know yeah so yeah that's what I would tell everyone it's like do your own stuff yeah find the people and just make it yeah and I have so many questions for you about starting your own production company (laughs) but um one big question I guess is like if you do want to start your own production company do you have to know the ins and outs of everything that goes into making a film like do you know how are you like do you have a cinematographer background do you like you know all those different like facets yeah no it's totally about like collaboration with other people I I mean I just I studied like theater acting so like I didn't do the film route I don't know how to edit like any of that stuff oh nice so like I found and no because starting a production company honestly like and we're very much learning as we go yeah we don't know a ton but a lot of it is like I started doing pre-production organization for people and then when we produce stuff we tell people we can come on as creative producers so we can help them get connected with people we can help with script stuff and then you just collab with someone who is a cinematographer you grab someone who's a gaffer and then you're like all right let's work together like the only set thing that I feel really confident doing is I um, first AD assistant direct now and like I can do all that kind of stuff and that was just kind of self-taught. Like one day I was like, hey, have me on set. I'll shadow you. And then then that's what I can bring to the table. Yeah. And then my creator, co-creator, Abby, she can direct and is like kind of slowly learning like DPing stuff as well. So no, it's just kind of about like getting a group together and be like, how can we all fill in the gaps for each other? Yeah. You know? That's really impressive. And honestly, that makes more sense because if yeah. you were doing everything yourself, that wouldn't be efficient. No, <laughs> crazy. <all. laughs> and uh, my friend Greg is like, I don't know where he learned it all. I think he maybe studied business in college, but he handles like all the budget stuff for us, um, which is like money's always, of course, the scariest part because we have yeah. none. Um, you know, so he helps organize it and it's a lot of like crowdfunding and just the worst, but also great that people are willing to donate. So, yeah. 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 And like you said, there's a lot of opportunity in Atlanta right now and a lot of people who just want to collaborate, which is the best because when you're in, I mean, I lived in LA, I've never lived in New York, but I at least found from the little bit that I dabbled in entertainment when I was there, that it is so competitive that a lot of people aren't willing to collaborate because they're like, Oh, there's bigger projects to be working on. I don't want to work on your short film and like. They had other things to do, so people weren't as willing to collaborate on, like, small projects, whereas I can make a short film every weekend. I mean, I love doing that. Yeah, and so it's, like, those places are great, but the beauty of Atlanta is, like, you can create this whole package, and then if you want to go to those places where they're really competitive, you can be like, okay, well, look at all this stuff I have to show for myself, Um, which, yeah, that's, like, the, the dream. It's just to have your full package of things and 
enjoy doing it so yeah no that's really exciting I didn't know you started your own production company yeah I, I mean it's it's been super fun and like we're we're in the works for stuff we do our own stuff and then we're also doing Brett's um short of the summer Lamb of God so nice. yeah that's like the main focus right now and then we're finishing up Anna's pilot SOS Sink or Swam mm-hmm. so those are like two things that we're working on and then our first film was in um the Atlanta Short Fest and we won best ensemble Stop! Congrats. Baby Better Swallow is our first film. Oh, I meant to ask you about, about nannies. It is about nannies. It's not as sexual as it sounds. Yeah, I figured it was a play on words. Of course. <laughs> but we love to be a little sexual. Get get your cat on. Baby Better Swallow. <laughs> Just women taking it back, you know? <laughs> I love that a lot. Yeah, so can you tell us, like, what's kind of your background in acting? How long have you been acting? And when did you start improv along the way as yeah. well? Um, I've been acting, like, same old, like, most people, they're like, I love the school plays as a kid, all that kind of stuff. I've always been, like, a ham. Like, from a young age, my mom was, like, I was always just, like, you know, being goofy, silly, loved attention, like, commanding a room, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've done every single school play. Favorite role ever, Sharpay Evans played her in middle school. (laughs) I can see that. Of the high school musical. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Never sang again after that, but... Um, and then I started doing improv in high school. My improv team was the shenanigans. And I think I just, it was like another thing to do in school. Like I was in theater club or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I really, really liked it then. Went to college at VCU. And I did. I stopped doing improv once I got to college until like my senior year. Mm-hmm. When Elizabeth Byland, who's like such an incredible, she has an incredible um, improv background she studied at like Second City and stuff like that she got brought on to the staff and like made it big at the school and it just happened to be my senior year so I was like oh crap like do I have time for this mm-hmm. but I got put on an all-girls team called Toxic Shock <laughs> <laughs> which the school fought back on the name a little bit but um and I like fell in love with it and I was like holy crap like I love doing it with all women yeah um it was such an amazing team like I love those girls if we got together tomorrow I feel like we could just have one rehearsal and like get on stage and like rock it out they really made me like kind of fall in love with it again and realize like it can be a serious thing versus in high school I was like this is so fun and cool and it was like short form in high school versus like I did narrative in college and that's what really really made me fall in love was like the narrative montage Versus, like, short-form games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. I was going to ask that as well. Um, yeah, what was something about improv when you first started playing? Like, obviously, it was fun, and it was yeah. just something creative to do. But what's made you stick with it this long? And I know that you have at least one team now, so you're still pretty active in the community. So, yeah. like, what keeps you around? Yeah, so what I realized is, like, the one, it makes me, like, such a better actor because it, like, with self-tapes and, like, quick turnaround times and having to think on your feet, like, you realize how many people really don't have that skill. Or they say that they can do improv, but they still, like, clam up. And, like, when you practice it consistently, like, I feel like I could be thrown in any situation, thrown up on a stage, in a callback, whatever, and I just have this, like, crazy confidence to just be like, what do you got? If, like, I had to put the script down quickly and just needed to be in the moment of the character, like, there's just no fear there. And so I think that's why specifically narrative improv and, like, thinking about how I have to continue a story beginning, middle, and end with, like, nothing but a word, it's, like, so exciting. 
Yeah. And so that's like what really keeps me hooked is like the challenge of it all. Mm -hmm. So like my one team, um, the business bitches, we are revamping. So I, I think our new name is the bitches, but (laughs) don't quote me, keep it in everyone. We're revamping. (laughs) We do more montage style. Um, and that's like fun and like keeps me on that quick trend of like new, new scene, new character, keep variety, whatever, whatever. And then I do, I'm on a two prof team now with my friend Greg called safe word. And then that's like the narrative challenge. So we do narrative improv. We usually just do like a one word or we'll like ask for like a funny little prompt. Um, and like, it just, it's such a cool electric feeling when you're just like meshing so hard with someone and when people don't believe, I love it when people are like, so that's like made up. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Like, people don't grasp. It's, like, yeah. kind of niche still. Yeah. Right? Well, and when you're really good at it, it looks like a movie. You're like, there's no way this wasn't planned before yeah. you got up there. Yeah. Someone came up to our, me after our, our last show, Greg and I, and they were like, it just felt like a script the whole time. And I'm like, okay, but it wasn't. But thank you. <laughs> Which is always, like, a good feeling. Or a compliment. Yeah. That's a fun compliment. Totally. But you don't want anybody to rag on it. Like, sometimes people are like, so it was it was planned? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> the whole thing was planned. Yeah. Oh, no. Wait. No, it wasn't planned. <laughs> Whatever. So when you are in a scene, what's going through your mind? Are you really present and just really listening to everything that your partner is saying and then running with it from there? Are there, like, little things that you're thinking about in your head? Like, oh, I need to start to guide it this way or I should probably say this right about now. Like, is there that internal dialogue for you? Honestly, no. I, maybe a little bit more, if I'm doing a show with the bitches and I'm on the back line and I'm watching and I'm not in it, I'm like, oh, this would be really funny to to add to this scene. Fun little gift, whatever, and Mm -hmm. jump in and I'm like more thinking. But like, I, as soon as I'm like in a scene, especially if it's like a narrative one, I really am not thinking. Like I'm really in the flow of the moment, which is like crazy to say, because it's like, of course, Mm-hmm. But I really kind of black out. Like, that's why I love when I record my shows. Because um, you look back at it and you're like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm really just, like, being... Someone's pushing my back and I'm just, like, moving forward through. Like, no looking back, no thinking in my brain. And if yeah. I am thinking, I'm probably panicking. So yeah. if I don't remember, if I'm not thinking, I know it was a good show because I'm, like, I was just flowing. I was just in it. Yeah. There are, of course, moments here and there. I'm, like, as soon as we maybe cut a scene and go into the next I'm like oh I want to take it here but then I'm like back in it you know yeah no that's so true if you have this like moment of realization in the middle of it sometimes it's kind of like hard to get back to where you were like if someone makes a noise or something which like shouldn't distract you but if it does or somebody says something and then it catches your eye then I'm like okay let me like zoom back into this yeah totally um yeah what is your relationship with the audience when you're doing a show as well like are you really feeding off of their laughs and looking for laughs and and reactions from the audience or are you really just concerned with doing your best improv and you're like if they like it they like it yeah mm. definitely not concerned with the audience I love it when I hear laughter but like truly like I'm so in it that like it's like you forget they're there sometimes kind of thing um, especially at Dynamic where it's like actually dark at Bibliotech <laughs> I, of course like it's like s- so bright in there that yeah. I'm very much aware of them but doing improv the trick for me is like realizing like it really isn't about getting a laugh and of course like we're being funny we're doing these high energy characters we're putting on funny voices so like 
you know, like, oh, this is going to be funny. This is going to be silly. But, like, I've sometimes I've done improv shows or watched improv shows where it's really, like, compelling. And there's moments of, like, laughter. But I that's never, like, the forefront of the brain. But also, yeah. if I hear, if I'm doing a character and then I hear that they're really liking it, I'll, like, dive into it more. Yeah, yeah. But... Definitely not, like, trying for a laugh. You're not looking. You're not, like, listening for laughs. No. And everyone's wanting to laugh already. Yeah. Like, the moment they're sitting down, they're like, this is going to be funny. I want it to be funny. So it's, like, kind of simple. Yeah. Like, there's no need to overthink it. You're getting funny prompts. You're in a funny scenario. Like, the characters can honestly be grounded, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was going to ask you, too. What are things that you look for in, in characters that you play? Is it... Like, you're channeling people that you know or have seen? Or are there just kind of some characters that you think you play better or you just enjoy playing more? I I feel like I can gravitate easily towards, like, a southern accent. Mm-hmm. It's either, like, I'll do something physical first and then that fuels the rest of the character or I'll start with an accent and then I'll, like, find it from there. So it's, like, mm-hmm. either or. But I, I don't feel like I'm playing people I know ever. I feel like yeah. I'm playing, like, either, like, crazy stereotypes or people I would never play so I put together an improv reel for my like um to submit to like agencies and stuff yeah and I was cracking up because like half of the reel is just me like doing this like raspy deep voice like as a man like I play (laughs) like a man like all the time I do this like crazy like get in here like it's just like creepy or I played this like villain the other day where I was like oh ho ho like I just play like a lot of like deep voices like it's rare that I'm playing like anything I don't ever be cast at like I don't want to play a sorority girl because that's so like oh my god like stereotypical and I do always get called like auditions for like a bitch or a sorority girl (laughs) so I'm like I'm not putting that near my improv right and sometimes at the jam I'll do those kind of characters but it's like not fun to me like I play something I would never play yeah an old man (laughs) a crippling withering away dying old man yeah. <laughs> is what's like fun for me yeah and that's also true I feel like I don't know if this is the right word but I feel like immature a little bit yeah. when I play characters like that because it's like obviously we've all been there seen that it's yeah. nothing like new not that it has to be anything new to be good but I just feel like it's so overplayed at this point that it's almost like I feel a little embarrassed sometimes <laughs> no and I totally feel that and that's like literally not even a rag on people who do do that yeah. like go for it. Do the silly sorority girl or like the mom calling her kids in. Like that's really fun too. But sometimes it's like, you just want to be different and feel crazy and whatever. Like at the improv jam, um, I, someone did this and I was like, that's cool. During the check-in, it was like, Hey, I don't have to be the mom or the girlfriend in every scene. It's like some, yeah, it's like sometimes you'll be like, um, there'll be like a scene going on and they'll be like mom and then all these guys will like look if you're the only girl or one of two only girls because it's so many guys at the jam right now right. which is great ah, great love it they'll like look at you and I'm like you could be the mom yeah get on in there girlfriend like I don't have to be the mom I'm yeah. gonna come in as like the ratty snotty little boy yeah, you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. And they should also try yeah. to do something different. It's just taking away that assumption. So it's like, do yeah. it if you are empowered, empowered to do it. But if someone else is kind of putting that role on me, I'm like, Mm-mm, not going to be me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It feels, I don't know, not that they're meaning to be mean or anything no. like that. But sometimes it just does feel like a little bit like, oh, I can do more than that, you no. know. But, but it, especially with like the improv jam in general, which I'm sure you've talked about the jam on the podcast, mm-hmm. like, 
it's it's teaching people so much more than just improv like some people have done some like not cool things like not pc like or like super outdated like dropping the r word or saying something like like racist Mm -hmm. and like people not standing for that or not laughing is like teaching that person oh my god that's not okay because when you want something to be funny and people go dead silent like I don't know I think like you know it's not this like big like we're teaching people things but like it's really helping people in like social settings too which I think is like super important because you should feel uncomfortable that you said that and that no one's laughing at that because that's not funny right don't use that as comedy and I think that's cool too so like the same thing as like men putting women in these situations where like it's like no learn that you don't need to put women in these situations or women doing stuff to men you know yeah 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 all around all around totally but I think it's cool yeah, and I know that you mentioned that when you were in high school, your team wasn't an all-girl team, was it? You no. Were, it was in college, was and an now you're on um, the bitches, which yeah, is all women. Yeah, all-girls, yeah. So do you find out that it's really different doing improv with only women versus doing co-ed improv, or is there not really, like, a huge difference? I think it just – I think at the end of the day, like, it's just about trust. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I would say I do prefer doing improv with people that I connect with in real life. Yeah. So, like, of course, improv, This it's this surprise element always. But, like, the beauty of it for me is that, like, I, I really am doing it with people I trust so that I can let down, like, my shields and my boundaries. They're really up when I do the jam. Mm-hmm. And it is difficult. It's harder for me to connect with men in general. So it is difficult to do improv with men. Yeah. But then there's, of course, exceptions. Like, people in my life who I really trust, like, Greg is, like, such an amazing improv partner he's my best friend's boyfriend who's now like one of my best friends Mm -hmm. and like I never have to worry about it but I have done improv with men where it's like it's always just like sexual and actually I don't think Greg and I have ever done a sexual scene like you know what I'm saying that's almost impressive yeah Yeah. like there's romance for sure but that's not like the the driving plot Right, right. Um, More intimacy, less sexualization. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because, like, we both have girlfriends, and we're all, like, a big friend group, so it's, like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't go there, but, like, yeah, I've done improv where it's just, like, it's just, like, a sexual thing, and you're, like, ugh, I don't want to do that. So, like, of course, I I gravitate towards women, but, like, the main takeaway is that it's just people that I trust, like, fully. Totally. That I wouldn't worry about what kind of situation that they would put me in. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, it doesn't, and you like, can't have that at the gym, right? Right. And Brett does an amazing job of giving a check-in and getting you as much as you can be. But I think that's the big difference between just, like, free play community and, like, having a team. And, like, I totally value having a team. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah same. And I've been on a team now for, I think it, we're coming up on our year anniversary. Oh, but I it just, it. it changed things a little bit because then we started rehearsing together. We're yeah. like our small group of friends that we all connect with outside of improv. And then we could like take more risks. Not that you're doing anything crazy, but just like accents that you've maybe never tried before yeah. that you're nervous about. Um, appropriate ones, obviously. Or just other things that you want to try that you're like, maybe this will be embarrassing. So I'd love to do yeah. it in front of seven of my friends instead of the whole jam. Yeah. So now it's honestly made it hard for me to go back to the jam and play because it just feels so much crazier than what I'm used to because I'm used to just rehearsing with my friends and then doing right. shows with my friends. So to go back to the jam, I'm like, this is controlled chaos. I mean, it it's is. a lot. It is. But I, I felt the same way. And I stopped going to the gym for a while. But then I realized, I was like, what an amazing tool 
to try to like you don't think that you'll ever be in that crazy uncomfortable situation with your team that you trust because you trust them and Mm -hmm. like that's never happened before but like what if right yeah so the jam really is like such a cool tool to one just do silly improv like I really like do such weird improv when I'm at the jam and like like get the stupid stuff out like yeah because these people just want to play and it's a good it's a really good exercise to challenge yourself within the bounds of like how can I push myself with this new person and like how will this help me when I'm on the team and my teammate does something that maybe surprises me in a weird way it really helps you navigate like I think it just all around makes you a better improviser so I've tried to go back more but you know it's give and take because it is different Yeah, and Brett makes it a great experience. So I'm yeah. always like, oh, I want to go back. And I think I am going to start going back and actually yeah. playing. Because I've been going and just, like, socializing. Uh, that, which but is that's also great, fun. too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's it's a community. Yeah. And it's, like, it is a social thing for some people. And then it's, like, a serious thing for other people. Or it's both. Um, and so, yeah, it's, like, I don't go all the time. But, like, it is really lovely to go play pretend. And then, like, go grab drinks with a bunch of people. And yeah. catch up. Yeah. So, it's cool. Yeah, what's something you're working on right now in your improv? Like, I know you've been playing for a while, so I don't even know if you, like, actively work on anything Oh, my anymore, gosh. I mean, like, always. Always. Yeah? Um, Greg and I talk a lot about, like, doing different characters and making them just really, really, really specific. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're doing two props, so, like, either person could switch to be the new character all the time. And it's, like, making it so clear before you enter a scene who you're being. So it's like if we have like an old lady and then a shorty girl, it's like every time I enter as an old lady, I'm going to like hunch my shoulders so my partner knows right away. Because there have been times where he'll enter or I'll enter and I think he's playing someone else and then we jumble around and get super confused. So it's like I, I'm trying to work more on like sp- specific physicality and specific like an accent or even like and I'm also working on like props. So my teammate, Morgan, is really good at, like, I'm sorry, I just spit. (laughs) I'm getting excited. Uh, She's really good at, like, walking into a scene and, like, say she's, like, I don't know, unloading a backpack. Like, she'll take out the pens. And then she'll, like, get the notebook out. And you're seeing it all. And not everyone is so specific in, like, the play pretend prop work. Like, a lot of people will, like, chop vegetables or something like that. But, like, when it's such something weird, like, if you're, like, putting your straw in your drink and then like picking it up and sipping like I just think that's so entertaining yeah and I don't do it a lot because I'm like I just want to start talking right right so right. I'm trying to find like the nuance that's what, so to answer your question yeah. <laughs> at both things I'm trying to find the nuance more like the small things yeah that are like those little details that are as we say in the community gifts <laughs> people no. love drop gifts <laughs> Yeah, that's a word that it like recently started to make oh sense gosh, to me. Yeah. <laughs> Before that, I was like, "What do you mean? Um, what's a gift?" No, but yeah, we were supposed to have physical props. <laughs> yeah, we're like doing something up here. I yeah. thought we were just talking randomly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I look back at like the first couple months of doing jams, and I mean, I did not know there was like a strategy. Like, yeah. obviously, people take classes. There's something they're learning, but like. I was just going into it, saying and doing absolutely nothing that I was thinking about, yeah. like just whatever happened. And now looking back, I'm like, I wouldn't say or do anything unless it had a reason Yeah. in the scene. Whereas like before, you're just doing whatever you wanted. But randomness yeah. is cool too, if like that's your place in the scene. Mm-hmm. And then like, it's a lot of it too is what I realized is like, 
finding the dynamic. So it's like if someone's coming in being this dominant character, like I'm going to be submissive. Like I'm going to be not controlling the flow of it and like being random and that is also like really fun to watch so yeah. yeah there's always so much going on without thinking about any of it too yeah it's yeah crazy. do you have any insecurities when it comes to like performing in front of people or, or doing improv or even acting like is there something that you're insecure about or are you pretty much like free of fear and you're like I'm just doing my thing that I'm good at I I will say like I definitely have like so much confidence when it comes to comedy like it's just something I love so much so I'm like I'm not gonna bring fear into this thing that I love like I just love making people laugh sometimes my confidence is my fear like the overconfidence that I have I don't ever want to be a scene hog and I always want like like I told the girls on my team I'm like yeah that's my fear is like ball hogging like going too much in scenes controlling too much like I'm a I'm a Capricorn I've said this I'm a controlling person I'm type a in this creative world so like sometimes I'm like I I always need to work on being more back support letting a scene go and watching that and like you know they've said to me they're like you don't do that but like sometimes I do um and so that's something I'm always actively aware of is I love being on stage I love talking but it's like it's not all about me. I'm on a team. And like, so that's always something is a fear of mine. Yeah. I actually was just talking to Bridget. Do you know yeah, her? Yeah. And she said almost the same thing where she's been doing improv for a while and she also has good projection and big characters. And so she's like, I'm always afraid of doing too much or not letting other people have room in a yeah. scene. Um, so that's interesting. But yeah, you both are, you both play big characters typically. Right. Or like you're, even if they're not big characters, you play them in a way that's big. Mm-hmm. No, so, I've, yeah, I've watched her before and I'm like, yes, we're very similar in our comedy. So yeah. it, it can feel like you're controlling a scene and your team like teammates would be like, no, you're just playing the big character. But I'm yeah. like, okay, then the challenge is I need to play the submissive character sometimes or the back support or the just come on, little line, come off, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's funny because sometimes I feel like I'm afraid to go out there. Yeah. Like sometimes. Like other times it's easy and then there are some times where I'm standing on the back line and I always know I'm in trouble when I have an idea and then like the moment passes and I never did anything about it. Because once you start thinking more than you're doing and like waiting too long to jump in for whatever reason, then I think sometimes it's like a trap, at least for me, right? Then I like, I don't jump in as much as I should be jumping in. Yeah. Um... But yeah, like, when do you have your best creative thoughts? Like, how do you open up your mind? Is it, like, I take long walks, and that's usually when I find my best ideas, but do you journal, or is there a way that you get those ideas out of your head and, like, into action? Yeah, I mean, my notes app is like, got so many little random things. I'm not a journaler. I wish. I wish I could be that girl. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm such a busy bean that, like, it really just happens at, like, random points of the day while I'm, like, out living life, which is, like, all any, like, person in the industry is always, like, you have to have something outside of your craft to fuel you, so it's, like, I love collaborating um, on comedy and just, like, in anything, so it's, like, if my friends and I are out at a brewery and we're, something funny is going on, I'm, like, that's hilarious, and I write it down, or, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of just through, like, living life, which is, like, maybe annoying. No, and I, I feel do, like that's good. I do also go on long walks, and I also will, like, I'm a big, big daydreamer. Oh. So much to the point where, like, my girlfriend will be, like, talking in the car, and I'll have to be like, I haven't been listening for the past two minutes because I was <laughs> thinking about, and I'll go through this whole scenario 
I'll go through like a whole situation in my head. So like I daydream like a ton. And I'll daydream like scenes and scenarios of like talking to people. And sometimes those are ideas. And sometimes they're just like weird, stupid daydreams. You know when you want to tell someone off and so you like practice it in your head, like yeah. how you're going to tell them off for like a funny comeback? Mm. I like do that with like everything. <laughs> it's really bad. It's always so dramatic in my head. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's never that exciting. Yeah. But I just, I had a writing session this morning and I, because I was daydreaming in the car the other day because I want to get a vulnerable scene for my reel. And I was like, daydreaming like confessing feelings to someone and like what that feels like because I've done that so many times when people like don't reciprocate and like how that feels and so I like wrote a little script to my brain and then him and I like wrote it this morning and we're gonna shoot it next week so nice I just daydream daydream write that down <laughs> <laughs> no dude I love your attitude seriously I just I feel like you're such a, a go-getter and so I'm curious like where these ideas are coming from and how you have the energy and the time and motivation to like make them happen. Thank you. Yeah. It's definitely newfound. Like I stopped worrying a lot about like what I'm supposed to be doing in the industry. Like literally like this was like a newfound thing, like maybe like a month ago where I was like, I just have to like do things myself. And that's been like really freeing once I realized like I was putting so much pressure on getting an agent and I was using improv as like a tool, like, Oh, and look at this cool thing I do rather than like fully like throwing myself into it. And now that yeah. I've done that, I'm just like, someone will see it one day and be like, holy crap, look at that girl. You know, that's kind of like yeah. the goal now. I'm like, I'm just going to live and do my thing. And then what comes from that will come from that. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know people are actors, but so much pressure on getting an agent because that's yeah. a lot of times, you know, a turning point in people's careers and they start getting bigger jobs because... Yeah, it's also just hard to explain to people that aren't involved in the industry because they're like, why don't you just go to the casting call or why don't oh you just apply to that job? And yeah. it's like, I wish I knew when the casting call was. Yeah. Like, they don't just, like, post that online. To, no. Um, but, yeah, like, and also they say, oh, if you want to be a good actor, you have to, have, like you said, pull from other places of your life. Like, you have to have another part of your life as well. You can't just be an actor all the time. But there are so many things that you can do to improve your craft and to get more involved yeah. that it's hard sometimes to take a step back and get involved in other things. Cause you're like, right. Because, I mean, just in, in entertainment or, like, acting alone, you could be doing writing, acting, yeah. improv, filming. So it's, like, it's so hard to pull yourself back and make sure that you're also doing other things to make you a well-rounded actor. Right, yeah, yeah. My, I mean, when they're always, like, have another hobby other than acting, that it's improv. <laughs> and to me, it's different, and it's in a new lane, and so that counts for me. Like, I don't have time to, like, pick up a brand-new hobby. I'm not going to sew. I'm not artistically, <laughs> like, I can't draw for shit. So it's, like, improv to me is that other hobby. And that should definitely be able to count. Yeah. Because some people bridge the gap between the two and others don't. So I'm like, that's my hobby. Yeah. And I rollerblade sometimes. Okay, nice. Yeah. I wish I could, like, become really, really good at it. But I'm like, I, this girl, Riley, she, like, one day just picked up other girl, Riley. Yeah. Picked up skates. <laughs> and now she's, like, sponsored by, like, um, what is the not, not Tropicana. Oh. Trap. Topo Chico. Yes. <laughs> She's, like, sponsored by Topo Chico thing, and she, like, oh, is nice. such a badass, like, skater. And I'm, like, that's so cool. She, And she's not an actor or anything. She was, like, one day I just, like, I want to pick up skating and get really good at it. But it's, like, yeah. she took the time. Right. So it's, like, right, like, between all the things, like, that's a lot to say. Now also be really, really, really good at something else. I'm, like, I appreciate the get a hobby, but I'm also like, but I love this and I want to pour myself into this. So shut up. This is my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, what's something that you see people that are just getting into acting or improv? What's a common mistake? I know those are two totally different things, so they're making totally different mistakes. No. But, like, yeah. I guess for improv, what's something that you see new people do a lot that you're like, oh, they'll learn that, that that's not how it goes, kind of? Um, I think, gosh, it's so hard because it's, like, there's people who are new to improv and they're just doing it for fun. And then there's people who are doing it to actually, like, get yeah. get good and get on a team or whatever. Yeah. I think the mistake I would say for people who are just doing it for fun is, like, they don't listen at all to the structure. Mm. And they really are doing it just so, like, I'm just going to be crazy and loud. And it's, like, you're missing the beauty of it. Like, if you, like, if you're coming on a Wednesday night to Brett's Jam and you're, like, oh, just finished my day job and I just want to do whatever, you're not listening at all. Like, I know people say that all the time in the improv. Like, you have to listen, you have to listen. But, like, yeah. You don't have to want to be amazing at improv to actually say, like, what if I were to just listen in this scene, not be the center of attention in it, and, like, you really, really learn so much in real life or for excelling in improv. Like, yeah. improv can help you at your day job. It can help you, like, respond to things better. It can help you, like, think on the fly. Like, so I think, like, a lot of people come into it just like, I'm going to be crazy. That's what improv is. And it's, like, I think that's a huge mistake to not actually listen to, like, the interviews that Brett does or, like, yeah. taking a step back. And, like, yeah, people are, like, almost too crazy with it. Being yeah. crazy sometimes is great, but, like, it's not all about you. And yeah. if you don't want to take it seriously, that's the mistake is that they're just, like, I'm just going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I guess with if you're, like, taking it seriously, I think it's a mistake to not – get a group of friends together quicker and just create a team. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're coming to the jam and you're like, I don't know, you're like, I want a team, but I don't know. It's like, there's definitely three other people at that jam that are like, man, I really want to get together and rehearse with someone. Totally. Um, and I think, too, I think people feel like they get glued to these teams. Like, it's okay to practice with someone. Don't establish a team name. Like, just take a second, chill, mm-hmm. have some rehearsals. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay. I think yeah. some people feel like once you make this team, you're, like, glued to it. But it's, like, you don't know how you'll work. Totally. It's, um, like, an open relationship, too. Yes. You can be on multiple different teams. Yeah. And, I mean, you should. Like, you should be on different types of teams if you have the time and energy right. you want to. Because you can learn different formats. You yeah. could do different groups. I mean, doing doing two prob versus doing, you know, a group of five yeah. or six is obviously very different. The formats is huge. I mean, mm-hmm. there are a million teams that all do their own thing. And it's, like, someone might be coming on a team thinking they want to do short form, but then everyone else is doing long form and then you're like oh crap do I not like improv it's like no you just didn't find your right team yeah, yeah. and you don't even have to do shows because I think no. that intimidates some people that whole process and it's like you can just rehearse you literally know? you don't have to actually do a show yeah it's a community and it's just fun and like yeah. the girls and I like sometimes we get together and rehearse sometimes we get together and we open a bottle of wine and sit and hang and chat yeah and so but that's also important too because if you're a team like you need to be bonding so. Right, like you were saying earlier, that building trust is huge because yeah. that's really the only way you're going to grow as a team. If you're still at the same point that you were a year ago when you met, then yeah. you're, you know, you're probably not a good fit for each other. Yeah. Um, like I think practice is still better than not practicing, but you know yeah, maybe you can find a better group. Um, yeah, that is interesting. You know what I found recently? Speaking of listening and like yeah. things, because I obviously when I was new I didn't listen at all. Um, <laughs> None of us do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now I I'm in level four, so I've been thinking a lot more about. Where at? Tilt. Um, Dad's garage. Oh, fun. Yeah. 
Um, and I've been thinking about tilt for a while because I think that's kind of my next big hurdle in terms of like my confidence level and my ability to carry scenes no matter who I'm doing it with. Right. Is listening more to what's already been given and mm-hmm. finding the tilt there because I used to think, oh, you build this nice platform where you know where you, like where you are, what you guys are doing, who you right. are to each other, and then I always would get stuck like, oh shit, where do we go from here though? Like, where's the conflict? Where's whatever? Um, but now I've been finding the more that I listen, there are a lot of those gifts within the platform and from what right. your partner is giving to you that you don't have to go searching for what could happen between you two. There should already be something there if you're platforming well, right? So it's just taught me that, like, listening is really important because even if they just say, like, one word or, like, if they bring in an object or, a, The smallest like a detail. Yeah. Literally. You could run with that. Exactly. And I think that, I think that stems from people trying to be funny. When you take that away, which is, of course, when you first start doing improv, you're like, I have to be funny. When you take that away, then you really are listening. And then you really are like, oh, I just want to live in the moment of the scene. And yeah. then you find the tilt because it's not, you're not searching for this big thing. Like some of the best improv scenes, like I've maybe like not even laughed out loud hard. I'm like, wow, these people are just like living in these characters and in this world. And it's so entertaining. And then someone yeah. from the back line brings on, brings on something like so funny. And then you're like, oh, I made it all worth it. Like, it's great. Yeah. 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 They put like a nice bow on it. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. That's a great yeah. thing to work on is like the little things and the details and yeah, and I've also tried to go to more shows because watching helps you learn too. Yes. But also just noticing what I love that other people are doing. Yeah. And something that I noticed from Hannah and Anna, obviously they're the good. dream team. Yeah. <laughs> um, they just, they never leave you questioning what's going on or like right. who they are or what they're doing. Like you're always very much aware. Even if it's something crazy, it's still distinct and defined to where you're like, okay, they're doing something crazy, but I do know what they're doing at right. least. And they never leave anything behind. So it's like, say they said something crazy and then they don't touch it. It always comes back in the end. And if you were to do too many things, like if you're to keep searching for the next big thing, you would have lost that. And like, also what I've learned is the audience really holds on to stuff. Cause they're, they're watching it like a movie and you're watching it like you're writing in real time. So it's like the audience knows if you mentioned a big blue diamond, being lost, they're gonna be like, well, they're definitely gonna find that big blue diamond. <laughs> Once you say it, like you're tied to that and they yeah. never leave anything behind, yeah. those two. So it's <laughs> it, it's great to watch because it's super yeah. inspiring and you're like, oh my God, yes. Like, the it's always about the payoff for me in the improv shows. Like, mm-hmm. callbacks are like my bread and butter. Whether it's yeah. montage or narrative. I'm like, when you bring something back, that's comedy gold. Yeah, it's so satisfying. And yes. it also shows that you were there and you heard it too. Because sometimes yeah. when they don't address something, even if it's like something off stage falls and there's a sound that everybody yeah. hears, it's like if you don't address it, it is kind of, it, as an audience member, it is kind of like, oh, do they not have the situation under control? That's kind of how it feels. Literally, because they're, I mean, they're, they're watching literally everything. We're not thinking yeah. up there because we're making it up on the spot. But the audience is like literally mentally writing down like all these things that should be paying off at the end. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, when your teammate, um, like, picks it back up, like, they're doing you, like, a huge solid, and it's making it all worth it. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, I love improv. <laughs> I know, me too. I love it so much. Like, <laughs> it's so, it's so funny how it's, like, comes off as so dorky. Mm-hmm. Like, I met my girlfriend on a dating app, and I have that I, I have that I do improv on a dating app, and she was, like, judging me for it. She's like, I <laughs> thought I was going to meet you, and you were going to be this, like, weird 
hammy, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> I am all those things. But, like, improv is cool. Yeah. It's so cool. Everyone cool. in the community is so freaking cool. Yeah, I I, I agree. They're, like, the coolest people I've yes. ever met. And it's hard to go back. Like, it's hard to to divert away from hanging out with people who are invested yes. in improv because it's just like, okay, we have this baseline thing that in common that's, like, a huge part of both of our lives, so that's already easy enough to, like, maintain friendships. But right. I also just think it says a lot about people when they try it, especially non-actors who are just yes. doing improv. Yeah. Like, you have to be bold and confident to even try, so that makes me like you. That yeah. You tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you're bold, you're confident, you're fun, you know how to do bits. Yeah. You know, like, I'm always doing, like, weird bits with friends. Mid-conversation will, like, jump to accents. And so <laughs> yes. it's, like, I need people like that in my life. Like, if I meet someone and I start doing a weird accent and they don't mimic that, I'm, like, what's going on? <laughs> now, now I do look like a weirdo. <laughs> no, that's so true. If anything, we have to tell ourselves a lot to, like, stop doing bits. Yes. I'm, like, okay, guys, you're going to a funeral. Like, no bits today. You know? Literally, like- be real. Be <laughs> legit right now. Like, all the time. I've done it, like, ordering coffee. I'm like, I'll have an oatmeal latte. And then, like, oh, my God. Now I have to keep a British accent or this person will think I'm such a freak. Yeah. Like. Because I guess normal people aren't just, like, no. trying accents on the daily. Like, no, that's I guess not. not. I guess not. Weird. <laughs> Weird. How will you master all accents of the world if you don't practice them all the time? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'd um, go hours talking in an accent. <laughs> My sister and I watch Love Island UK. Oh my god! And if so, you're watching a show with an accent, oh, easy. It's money. over. Best way to learn an accent, to be honest, is to just keep repeating things the way that they're saying them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least that's how I do it. Well, dude, this has been awesome. Seriously, thank I you love so this little much. podcast. Ah, thank you for joining. I was so excited about this because you you are a huge person in the community, as I'm sure you know. Oh my god! <laughs> so <laughs> no, I love it. I love talking about improv. I think it's really cool, and I think. Everybody should try it, Um, and it's just fun. So I'm glad you're doing the podcast. It's cool to, like, hear everyone's perspective from it because, like, yeah, yeah, everyone's different with it. Yeah, and thank you for being so welcoming because you were one of the first people that I met when I came to the jams. I remember. And you were just so welcoming and, like, so warm. Oh, my gosh. I was like, look at this cool girl. Let's vibe. (laughs) Let's vibe. But, you know, if you would have been mean, which you never would be, but, you know, say you would have, it may have turned me off to not want to come anymore. So, you know, it's important. No, it would make or break. I mean, I can't imagine anybody being on some sort of high horse of, like, being that type of way in improv. Yeah. But it's an intimidating thing to come into this art form, and it's like, yeah. Well, I'm glad you say I was nice. (laughs) I hope so. It's confirmed. You were nice. (laughs) Confirmed, everybody. All the little rats you think I'm mean? Well, you heard it on the pod. I'm nice. Well, actually, I'm not nice. I'm kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a difference. I wouldn't say I'm particularly nice, but I'm definitely kind. Yeah, totally. And I think You've that's... You've been around the nice kind debate, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And nice is nice surface can be level. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kindness. There's a lot that goes along with being kind. Improv girls are kind. Yeah. It's true. Other girls are nice. <laughs> At least the ones we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, thanks again for Thank joining you for the pod. Me. It's been so fun. I love it.